0: to down miffed. to dunk. yeah. Um, miffed and peeved. Miffed and peeved, that's a way of saying like you're angry or you're mad. Don't be miffed and peeved. Miffed. Don't be miffed and
1: peeved. <laughs>
2: no way! I, I think it's a real world. It's a real world. It's a real world. It, <laughs> Not real. in your vocab.
1: Down to dunk. Yes. This is Stephen Adams. Don't be miffed and peeved. No, you can't be miffed and peeved. Yes. Sorry. This is Stephen Adams. You can't be miffed and peeved because you're listening to Down to Dunk.
2: Good morning, or good afternoon, good evening to you whenever. Good night. Wherever, wherever you're listening. Welcome good night, to night, everybody. Good night. Welcome to Down to Dunk. This is episode 518. You can find us on CLNS Media. Also, obviously on DailyThunder.com, part of Dash Radio, 5 o'clock Central Standard Time, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Or of course, anywhere you subscribe to podcasts, including Spotify. Hey, it's actually episode five twenty one. Yeah, five twenty one. Welcome five twenty one blaze it. Today <laughs> Luke is not here, but you've got me, Jay. You've got Andrew. Blam Drew. And you've got Taylor. And the Raptors blow. And the Raptors suck. Bam,
1: bam, bam. Also DeMar DeRozan's anthem. I wish it was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had LeBron and my team out blamed. <laughs> <laughs> that song was playing while I was at Mama Roja yesterday in the bathroom. Was That's it really? a strange
2: choice? That yeah. was great. Hey Mama Roja, what do you want for your soundtrack? <laughs> oh gosh, I don't know. We could do some sort of Mexican music. How about 90s rap? It was amazing. Yeah, no, it's kind of awesome. It needed to happen. If I knew that was more consistent, I'd go there all the time. Oh, that's great. Can I tell you a side note? I don't Mm. eat Mexican much anymore. Do you know that? You know why? Racism. I have no, (laughs) no. (laughs) Uh, I have zero self-control.
0: Oh, with the chips. I've
2: never left a Mexican restaurant not feeling like I needed to go get my stomach pumped. Yeah, yeah, like more chips. More, yeah. more. Just bring them. Oh, they're here? I'll eat them. Just keep bringing them. That's That's tor- especially- tortillas, too? Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah, got yes, any please. more carbs back there, bring them out here for me. Hey, but listen. It is amazing, though. It, it is amazing. It is so good. That place is bomb. I just said that, and then I realized how bad that sounded. Um, <laughs> so listen, <laughs> this is our first time to talk since the Thunder were eliminated yeah. in game six against the Jazz, and it feels like there has been a month worth of off-season stuff already with carmelo and who me? who me uh aop they say i got to come off the bench well me nice. um, i feel like we can just use that forever ever now. forever use what For me <laughs> so and paul george obviously that's going to be the biggest conversation of this off-season and you know, it's just going to be a long couple months, and that's the truth. And uh,
1: Oh, it's
0: I mean, already, like, how many Paul George rumors
2: have there been? Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, already, it's all over no, the
0: No, reports, Andrew. Reports. How many reports have there been? It's funny, is that Russillo thing, like, if you asked him personally, he would say, that was not a report. I'm not reporting He's like, anything. no, I'm just talking. I'm just, he's basically just, that's
2: something that wasn't, he didn't think was BS, and so he said it. And yeah. that's it. All right, Taylor, I'm going to give you a chance to talk to me about game six for the Thunder.
1: Uh, I will say this. I was wrong about the Jazz. And it seems like the nerds flukily got it right. <laughs> There's no way they thought Donovan Mitchell would be this good in the playoffs, did no, they? You're, you're right about that. You're okay. right about that. But I do. I was wrong about the, the Jazz were better than I thought. And the Thunder were worse than I expected them to be. Yeah. I Mello so. was he, terrible. He was terrible. Well, me? he.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I thought Sam Presti said something that I, I thought was very smart. Only one thing that he said was very smart. <laughs> no, I'm Did. just kidding. Um, he said that they were more results-oriented after Robertson went out. Like they were just playing for the result. There was no process to it. They were just going out there and just doing whatever. And he said that's what caught up to them. Like that's why they lost in the first round, and he t- kept talking about how when Dre went out, they did a really bad job of recovering from that, and that basically Andre is important, but he's not this important.
2: Yeah, like he, he affirmed what all of us have been saying. Since yeah, that
0: happened. I mean everybody, everybody has their think pieces on like Robertson is the MVP of the Thunder, and and Sam Price is like, no, he's not. Like, we shouldn't have been this bad. Mm-hmm. We really shouldn't have. And we were, and we don't know exactly why. And, you know, it was good to, like, hear that from the team.
2: Yeah, and Presty was far more, you know, most of the time Presty is kind of like Billy Donovan where they say a lot in their press conference that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Uh, it did feel like he actually gave some, like, actual answers to things. And yeah. I mean, especially talking about Mello, like, mm-hmm. you could tell that they did not appreciate as a franchise – kind of the way he handled his exit. And I'm just this is not me reporting. This is me just like thinking out loud, okay? I don't have any sources hey, outside of Andrew. Ryan with an E. Yeah, Ryan with an E. So I think like if you look at the way the press conference, the, the exit interview for Paul George and Billy, and then you look at Presty, like it's hard for me to think that there wasn't some sort of potential like locker room conversation. That did not go well after Game Six's loss.
0: Yeah, I think that Mello looked at the year that he had, looked at his role, and because he was terrible in it, and a lot of, and this will be misconstrued from now until forever that Mello was not happy in OKC, that he didn't fit in, blah blah blah. None of that's true. He did literally everything the Thunder wanted him to do all season, he just sucked at it. He was just terrible at it. Uh, he wasn't a bad guy in the locker room. He wasn't difficult to deal with. He wasn't a cancer to this team. He just was terrible. Like, that's the problem. And that's why Melo takes a step back and says, why am I terrible? Well, first of all, he has to address in his mind, think about all the changes that that I've gone through this season as a player. I'm playing a different position I'm playing a different role. I don't have the ball as much. I'm not shooting as much. And those are all the things that have gotten me to where I am in my career. And so that's what's going on in his mind. And I don't blame him. He's a Hall of Fame player. He got here for a reason. Uh, he doesn't have a lot of self awareness. Yeah,
1: he had obviously. a ton of playoff success all that time in New York City. I get why he thinks
0: that. <laughs> he did make the Western Conference Finals. Like he's been, he's been a great player. He just isn't anymore. Like he's just not any good. And so. He has to figure out why that is, and in his mind, he has to settle on it's because of this role. Mm. And Sam basically came back and said, I appreciate his honesty. He's very candid with, the, with you guys. I think that's exactly how he feels. And he's going to have to figure out if he wants to continue to play this role, if he wants to be here, basically. And so the Thunder, their stance is, this is your role this is how we're going to continue to play you. If you don't want that, then we need to figure out how we're going to get you out of here. Is basically what you can... Two plus
1: two is mellow. getting out of here. Eight. Four. Yeah. Yeah. Five. Four. <laughs> it's four. Good. Good mental math. Thank you. Two squared is eight is why I said that.
2: Yeah. And <laughs> it, it, it leads <laughs> back two. to all of these conversations. Least, oh so
1: gosh. if you i should
0: mute you for the rest of the podcast for that if
2: you don't if you didn't listen to monday or wednesday's podcast like especially wednesday andrew and alex gave a ton of potential trades uh, for mellow and they were all so awful <laughs> um and like,
0: what do people expect i mean we had we had people saying that we can get cj McCollum for mellow yes like no. let's you can like, mellow has no value out there no 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 his value is that he has a big expiring contract, and if we don't recognize that, then we're
2: kidding ourselves. you guys really need to sell how cool he is though do you so here's my question so two thoughts: number one is being an expiring contract with a no trade clause obviously changes that game, but would you just play him through January and then before the deadline, try to put his thirteen million dollars in with the packet or you know whatever's left on his deal into a package? To a team that I mean, same thing. Because really, the best chance is to get him to a team that would buy him out. But if that number is lower than it would be now, that's that makes more sense, right? And then so, he can be bought out and join a playoff contender and destroy them. So
0: what I've heard, and this is a better situation than I thought it would be, is that a good buyout situation for Mello would be his full contract minus the mid level, the full mid level exception, which is about eight
2: million dollars.
0: So the Thunder so roughly
2: eighteen million dollars to pay him out. 20, million. $20 mil twenty million this is twenty eight or twenty six million for next year twenty eight okay twenty seven point nine. I, the only reason I asked that is to, to prove to people that I didn't do the math that poorly. I just thought his number was smaller than it was. Good job, Jay. All right, thanks. Uh, <laughs> I'm not an idiot. I'm trying to. So
0: then the Thunder. It's it okay, would okay,
2: man. Thanks, it buddy. would be ideal.
0: Like that is the ideal scenario. If they can buy him out for twenty million for next year, they save eight million dollars on their cap they can have some relief and have some relief of not having to play Carmelo Anthony as yeah, well. Yeah.
2: In and I don't know the exact numbers of this as well, but 8 million in cap cap relief for a team that's over the the salary uh yeah, ceiling. That multiplies to where it's not just 8 million. Oh yeah. You know, it could be, you know, 11 or 12 or something like that. It just multiplies because of the penalties. So or whatever it is on top of his mm-hmm. numbers. That makes sense? Anyways, yeah, so ahead. they could say that's... I mean, that's a great deal. I think the only option that makes sense... Like, the Nick Batum one is the grossest one, maybe, of all of them. It's a lot, it's a lot of... Because uh, he has three more years. Yeah. But his final year is... No, no, no. That's CGM, uh, uh Paul. George Hill. Mm-hmm. I got there. Uh, <laughs> Nick Batum's contract's gross. And so the thing that I would say is like a Thunder fan and, and potentially trying to put your mind in the place of the ownership, like... Just eat it one year, right? Like just take just it hit one out. year, buy him out, or do you want to try to trade him for a contract that's going to be even further extended to where it puts you in the cap or past the cap even more for a longer period of time? Depends on Paul. You yes, know, it yeah. all
0: depends on Paul George because they're not. And Presley said this as well that they're the way they become an expensive team is if Paul George decides he wants to stay, and so if he doesn't stay. They're going to do what they can to get below the luxury tax and move forward with Russ and Steven Adams. And that's what they're that's what they'll do. Just go get all the shooters you can get. Yeah, they're gonna have to use I mean they and they can do this too with if they keep Paul, they'll have a taxpayer mid level exception, six million ish dollars. But it puts them in a hard cap, right? If they use the full mid mid level? If they use the full mid level, yes. But they can use part of that. Okay. And guys, there will be players available that can shoot it, that can play, that, that you can even get for the minimum. You know, Raymond Felton, if they want Raymond Felton to come back, he'll be a minimum player. If they want Corey Brewer back, he'll be a minimum player. I think they'd go for both of them.
2: Don't you think? Or is that crazy?
0: Uh, I, don't, I, I don't think it's crazy. I think that they probably would. Houston, uh, again, he's a minimum player. John Salmons
1: probably come play for minimum. <laughs> John Salmons
0: would definitely come back. <laughs> you think Michael Red would
1: come back?
2: Yeah, totally. Hmm. I like Michael Red. Yeah, a, I, a, I just think, think about it's not so everything hinges on Paul George, like everything yeah. hinges on Paul George. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, depending on who you listen to, it kind of changes the idea of. I mean, listen where he lands. It's this is going to be a roller coaster. You're going to
0: get information about. Uh, his real estate situation and his kids and this and that. And honestly, like, do we know what any of it means? No, we don't. Uh, you know, there were reports about or rumors about Kevin Durant buying a new house and he had a contract in on a new house here in Oklahoma city, you know, in July. And obviously that didn't work out. And there's rumors about Paul George's real estate stuff and that's going around. And, I don't. I don't know if you if you let every single one of those things shape what your thoughts are in his free agency, you're going to go crazy. I know that. Yes. And there's going to be people that have information, and it's not always good information. David Aldridge last summer said that there is no way that Russell Westbrook will sign the extension with Oklahoma City. He reported that. Oh yeah, two
2: summers ago, who was it? Michael Lee? Yeah, I mean, or no, it was the guy that used to write for Yahoo. It was uh, Michael Lee. Was it Michael Lee? Yeah. Said that Kevin Durant, ninety percent, ninety percent is coming back to Thunder. You
0: know, like you just can't. There's going to be a lot of chatter, and it's not all true. I, you know, I've heard secondhand that the Thunder are for sure signing this guy on this day, and it's going to come through. And just wait for it, and then you can, you know, give your analysis on it. And it didn't happen. And somebody said it's a hundred percent going to happen. This is going to happen. And it, it doesn't always happen. Like The NBA stuff changes quickly. There's a lot of bad information out there. And I'm not saying that Rosillo's information is bad. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know who he's talking to. Um, but Sam Presti indicated that his conversations with Paul have been good. And we'll find out if... I, I honestly believe that they have been. And that we'll, we'll find out how honest Paul has been with the media and with the thunder and with everybody. And he emphasized, Sam did, that they've just had to be honest with each other and transparent and all these other words that Sam used. And it was basically like, to me, what I read from it is Kevin Durant wasn't honest with us. Kevin Durant did not, we didn't have the conversations that I feel like we should have had with Kevin and we are having them with Paul. Paul and we're feeling good about it. Like, that's basically what he said. And so that's like the only real information that we have. Everything else is just conjecture or rumors about things that are happening in his life. The only things that we really know is that Sam is having honest conversations with him. And we know uh, that he himself, Paul George, has praised the organization and says that they check all the boxes and that, he wants to be on the same page with Sam and Russ and Billy. He said these things. And so like that's really all that we really have. Everything else is conjecture. I mean i I'm sure there's people like in our lives that are talking about us and saying things that they think that they know about us and they don't really know what they're talking about. Mm, but they hate like, that. Oh. Hate that, but it's true. People are probably talking about like your business thinking that they know what they're saying. They're like, oh Taylor's gonna do this and this and this, and like maybe like twenty five percent
1: of what they're saying is true everyone thinks that um I'm, you know what i mean though no like, i know i know like people, i'm just also i'm going to talk about something fun uh, everyone thinks <laughs> not that that wasn't fun i wasn't saying well it's not that. i mean it's not fun but i mean it's just it's, it's just like real, a it's right? just
0: a reality like people yeah. people want to and especially with like these professional athletes if they feel like they have any information at all like how much do they want to tell people yeah Man, like I, they yeah. they want to talk about it like <clears> oh <throat> you know what like The way that Paul acted after game six, he's not coming. He's for sure not coming back. I was there. I was
2: right there by the tunnel. Right. Well, and if you have, if you have, you just don't know. If you have players having this conversation to each other, right? Former players, current players, Mm -hmm. and it gets picked up like there's a gravity to it. Yeah, that is different than if you and I are talking about it on this podcast. Which Andrew and I are both in this field, where we feel pretty positive about the potential of Paul George at least coming back for a year. Yeah, um, to see to run it back one more time to see what it looks like without Mello with Dre back. Like I think immediately with that, what I just said, Mello gone, Dre back, this team is a f- fifty-five ten- win team. Oh yeah, easily. Um, they win. They beat the Jazz if that's the the lineup they have.
0: Yeah, they beat the Jazz if they just don't play mellow. Yeah, so in the series this year without so I think, Dre,
2: I think it's it's hard. And there's also that recency bias where everybody just assumes that the Thunder are are trash and are going to be trash, and there's no hope for them because the reality is that like they were they were awful in long stretches this season, and still end up pulling out the four seed, and we're in a series where if a few things went their way in Game Six, like or if Russell isn't horrible the first part of the series, yeah. Yeah, for sure. In game two. game two. exactly. And then they're coming back for game seven at least. And so there's, yeah. I think there's all sorts of aspects to this to where you could see for a lot of people who all they watched was the Jazz series. Game six, game four and three, even parts of game, most of game five. All they can think of is like, why the hell would Paul George want to come back yeah. to that?
0: It's also a good representation of like the Thunder season is that it
1: was uh, yeah
0: from game to game, you didn't really know what you were getting. Like, you didn't know, am I getting a good Paul George? Am I getting Russell shooting a million times? Am I getting past happy Russell? Am I getting, like, they didn't have a, and this is where I understand people's frustration with Billy, is that after Robertson went down, they lost their identity on both ends of the ball. Yes. And that shouldn't have happened. Like, I, I don't think it should have. They could. They should have been much better, but they they couldn't figure it out, and that it was a problem. It was a sincere problem, and is, is some of it's Billy's fault. Yeah, some of it's Russell's fault. Some of it's Paul. I mean, it's all those guys. It's Mello being terrible. I don't think Mello played a bad role. I think that he
2: just played bad. Yeah, and I think just giving Billy a little benefit of the doubt. I think you know three fourths of NBA coaching is player and person management, right? Yeah. It's not as much about X and O's, X's and O's, or it's not about you know calling this or that. Like really, it's about how you manage the personalities and the people that are on your team. And I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things that has been difficult for Billy with three different rosters for three different years, yeah. And having a dominant player like Russell Westbrook, where the truth is, because this is what you hear a lot. Well, we just need a coach who got the balls to go out there and tell Melo to get the hell off the court. Like, okay, well that's not a like. The layers of potential conflict that come from having that mentality for your stars are enormous. That's where Billy would have gotten fired. Yes. Like yeah, because you lose the locker room. The thing implodes. They don't make the playoffs.
0: The situation looks so potentials. much
2: worse if you
0: bench Melo the last half of the season. Like we're we're seeing the effects of Melo being benched for two games. Yes. Basically. And he Not wasn't even really event, even benched. 25 minutes a game. Twenty We're seeing the
2: effects of a 25-minute Melo yes he was not happy he was not okay with that so and i know fred wrote a lot about that in that article he had and so i don't know it's there's just a lot of more there's a lot more nuance to coaching and we'll talk a lot about that because we got a lot of tqs how do you
1: read I, yeah. how do you read fred's articles what do you mean are they free some yeah yeah they are. are yeah or are all of them did there? they change that yeah i'm pretty sure they i
0: mean
2: i've i haven't I've, had the little thing pop up telling me i have yeah, four left they changed it
1: oh cool yeah
2: Hey, well, let's talk about something that's a little more enjoyable than some of this off-season stuff, and that is our good friends over at Anthem Brewing. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we've been pumping for a little while here, we just want to keep talking about it, is their new beer, the Underrated Psycho, which is a beer they're doing in collaboration with the franchise at local radio station. It is a Citrus Smash Ale. Smash stands for single malt and single hop, and that style really helps the brewers and anybody that drinks it to get an idea of what a hop tastes like. And if you don't know what hops are, you are unfamiliar with how you would enjoy hops, take the chance to go to the brewery and a few local restaurants around the city and try their citrus smash ale. Uh, listen, Anthem is great. They are and great. And we're getting to where it's been consistently nice. Yeah. And Anthem has a wide selection of incredible brews for your summer and spring needs. Golden One, Arjuna. Even if you want a late night or a Burroughs, you can do that with coffee in the morning, too, if you just want to get started oh, early. okay. Now, no. Uh, whatever you want to do. But Anthem Brewing Company, those are our people. Support the people that support us. Go try the underrated Psycho this weekend at their brew house room, tap place room. <laughs> nice. Brew house room, tap place room. At their brew
1: brewery let's uh let's go to some twitter questions twitter questions.
2: do we have to talk about this first one no okay but let's ask it the first one was from at pepsi united who says you've been saying that billy should stay because there's no one clearly better but what's the point of sticking with such underachieving a coach Expecting things to change by doing the same thing is the definition of insanity. Change, get him, man. Change for the sake of change seems like a low risk. Get him, Pepsi. You're about to go down. So let me say this is that my favorite part of the offseason so far was the fact that Billy, when Eric Horn asked him a question about his future, like Billy answered it like, no, I'm not, like, there's no other job out there I want to go get. Right. Not
0: that I'm going to be fired, <laughs> but that why would I go anywhere?
2: Yeah. And then Sam, yeah. like, immediately was like, uh, Billy's not going anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, we're best friends. Don't you guys know that? They do. They have a great relationship, and obviously I think he understands. And here, just real quick, this yeah. whole season's evaluation changes if Paul George isn't an unrestricted free agent this year. Totally. Nobody feels this panicked. Yeah, people. It's year one. And if one, Melo's good. The Miami Heat looked so bad against the Mavericks that first year that they had LeBron, mm-hmm. Bosh, and Wade together. I think that... Yeah.
1: Except just, for that, like run right in the middle of the season, that was they went like what was it twenty and three or something. They yeah. had a huge run during that. Well,
2: season so did the right. Thunder, yeah. oh, the crap. Thunder. I
0: mean, they won. Yeah, if if Dre stays healthy, they would have
2: won fifteen, sixteen in a row. Oh, they they really win bad. like fifty four games probably. So that's the hard thing. Like yeah. I think it's year one, and I think that I think Billy gets a bad rap, and some of it's deserved. Yeah. Um, the fire, the fire, the coach stuff is like the most low
0: hanging fruit of NBA conversations.
2: But
1: it's a definition of insanity if you don't.
0: Kind the of problem. The problem is that like doing the same, like the Thunder haven't been able to do the same thing for any consecutive year. Like they haven't.
2: Three different years, three different rosters,
0: and so. To say that they've done the same thing, like they haven't, they haven't had the opportunity to do the same thing. You have it, the KD team, you have the Oladipo team, and then you have this Paul George team. You, there's no continuity, and there won't be because I don't believe that Carmelo Anthony is going to be back in coffee? Oklahoma City. Um, and I think that they're going to have to play a different brand of <laughs> wow, Taylor. I think they're going to have to play a different brand of... Watch out for the chord. Oh, sorry.
2: Taylor doesn't care. I know he doesn't. Taylor's full um, coffee right now, and I just asked him to do it like I was hoping. I don't know why I asked him.
0: Yeah, that was, Like, can you do it,
2: like, silently and just kind of a part of the flow? Yeah,
0: no. Taylor has never done anything silently or a part
2: of the flow. Can do you can you mute his life just for yeah, a minute?
0: Yeah, can I mute your movements and <laughs> your actions? For just a few minutes, <laughs> if you uh, want to see what that looks like, you can view us on YouTube.com. Uh, we're live right there now. Um, yeah, so, so I, so I get the frustration with Billy. Like I totally get it. I'm not going to tell everybody that they're idiots for thinking those things. I get it. Like things should have been better. They really should have. I'm just not convinced that a different coach or a better coach would have done a better job with that group.
2: Um. Part of this. outside of like the guys that you can't get, PJ Carlisimo, yeah. <laughs> outside of a Brad Stevens, Mike Brown, right
0: <laughs> outside of a Greg Popovich, yeah,
2: Pop, Rick Carlisle, Eric yeah. Spolstrup,
0: yeah, all of these elites. Kerr, and the, the truth is that like a Rick Carlisle did not look like a good coach in his third season in the NBA. No, he got fired from Indiana. Yeah, he he lost his job before. He actually figured it out. And maybe maybe the Thunder do need a different coach. Like that's not out of the possibility, but are they going to he's not going to go anywhere though. They don't even know. Like what is Billy Donovan as a coach? Like if you were like if somebody that has never even watched the Thunder say, "Hey, I know that you Jay have a Thunder podcast. That's really cool. Tell me about their coach. What is he all
2: about?" I would say I don't know, really. Uh, the one thing, the one consistent thing, is that he is a guy who just experiments all season long. Yeah, which is probably the most enraging part of it for a lot of fans.
0: Yeah, but it's funny that the thing it's that the reason we hated Brooks, right? The reason yeah. that we hated Scott Brooks is because he never did that. Yeah, and now we have somebody who's really on the other end of the extreme because Brooks never did anything different with his lineups, and now we have a guy that is constantly changing his lineups. Like I don't. I don't think he is a bad coach. I don't think he had a good series
2: against the Jazz. Um, no, but I think his hands were tied a little bit in that series, to be honest. A
0: little bit, and a lot of it was this: that Russell didn't play great except for the last couple games.
2: And I also think, like, as much as Russ is our guy and we love him and we're stuck with him for five more years at $7 billion, like, he's not an easy guy to coach. Yeah. I don't think I mean, he's an easy guy to coach. Like, I think he he's going to do kind of what he wants to do. But I mean, the more that they evolve together, Billy and Russ have a good relationship. Every sign is pointed to the fact that they they have a good relationship. Yeah, uh, you hope that every year there's more things that Billy can do to help Russ kind of figure out this new method or model. And if not,
0: time. like I'm like if next year if Paul comes back and they have another disappointing season and they're out in round one again, then I think that this is a more relevant conversation. Yeah, I just think that we have too small of a sample size. With we have three different groups. They've all had three wildly different results. You know, I know that they lost in round one last year, but they lost in a much different way this year. For sure, um, I don't. I just don't know the answer. And like Russell, I believe that Russell did have an injury that he is recovering from right now. I mean, there's just a lot. There's just a lot that goes into it, and it's not just we simply change the coach and then we're instantly better. And we have a we have an offensive system now. You know, and it's hard to say because the Thunder have had two coaches that, you know, haven't aren't the most—they're not the strongest offensive coaches. They're just not. No. And so, and so to say, I mean, Russell is the system, and he's going to continue to be the system. But I just wonder if somebody comes in that has like a more clear plan. Yeah. On, so, on the Amy. offensive end, if if things are better, I don't know the answer to that. I really don't. And I don't think any, if anybody says that they do know the answer, they're kidding themselves. But Billy's not going anywhere. I don't know what candidate that's out there would do a better job. I think Billy does do a good job of managing the egos of this team, which is important. It's an important part of the job. The Eagles, um, the, the Eagles, yeah. Oh, take
1: it easy. Oh, take it easy.
2: easy. Don't, don't have, have to, to mess so if you, um, I don't, well, I don't look at, so look at David Blatt, right? We talked about David Blatt for the next job, David Blatt, X and O's, X's and O's. One of the best in the world. Yeah. And
0: everybody says that. And he was willing. And here's the thing. Everybody's like, I need somebody that's willing to call out these players on their BS. And he did. He got fired. And midway he did through it. His first season. <laughs> he did it. LeBron started coaching the team and he was done.
2: Yeah. Midway through the first season.
0: I mean, here's the thing player
2: management man
0: these players run if if you don't understand this if you have loved college basketball or a high school fan or whatever you are and you are newer to the nba or
2: any other sport
0: the the players run the league the players make all of the money
2: who run the world
0: players who run the world girls russell westbrook both (laughs) yeah (laughs) russell westbrook is the thunder Yes, he is. And he will continue to be. And if you try to and I think there will be some hard conversations this summer with Russell Westbrook, I'm not saying that they don't have difficult conversations. But if you try to push Russell to do what you feel like he has to do, and it's not in Russell isn't agreeable to it, you think that things are going to go well, you think you're going to be a better team? Yeah. Like you just like that's just not how it goes. Like what the, the Cavaliers are a, are a huge example of that, where they have hired guys that have tried to push LeBron and this team to go a certain direction. LeBron's like, "Dude, I've got titles, and I'm the best player in the world." And, you know, Russell may believe that he's the best player in the world too. Which you know, if I could play like Russell, I'd probably think the same thing. He just that that's not how this game works. It's just not. I mean, look at Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr is a great coach. He's really good, and his maybe his best attribute is that he is just really good with the relationships with those guys, and he's gotten them to play in, in the right way. And they that team fits way better than the Slender team does overall. But like ego management, making sure guys feel good, all of that is like what he does, and he does it well. And I think that Billy is also a guy that does that. They just haven't, they don't have the same talent, and they haven't had the same success. But that's a huge, huge part of this. Greg Popovich, like a lot of the relationships that he has uh, are the reason why he's been so successful. His relationship with Tim Duncan is the reason why they had so much success through the years. And now and, his relationship with Kawhi. And, and that's exactly right. The way that the Spurs have handled Kawhi... I was making have, a
2: joke, but this actually works. Yeah, have put the them in the, and that's, this, this is why they are where they're at. And part of that, I think, is also because it's a different era of players. It is. Like I think Tim Duncan, if Tim Duncan wasn't the perfect match with pop in the fact of his personality, who he was, what he wanted to do. And he almost left anyway, right? He almost went to the yeah. magic, but you look at Kawhi, like if you haven't listened to Zach Lowe with Ramona Shelburne, like that's a fantastic, uh, listen to get into the mind of what's going on in that situation. And pop yeah. is the greatest coach maybe of all time is having a real problem managing his best player.
0: Yeah. Well, and I can't, I've talked to Antonio Daniels about this. like San Antonio is not for everybody. No. Like, it's really not. Oklahoma City yeah, is not for there. everybody. Like It's not, okay. It's just not for me. Not every team is a good fit for every player. Right. Not every player is going to fit well in Boston. Boston is really good at identifying the players that do fit well with them, though.
1: For millions of dollars, I'll make any city work.
0: All right. Um, <laughs> and, and Oklahoma City is not for everybody either. And I don't know that... Sam Sam is a great general manager but I think that part of the blame should go to him in this yes. scenario with even acquiring Carmelo Anthony. And it, it felt like a we get, we can get this talent, we have to do it. Let's let's get it done. And you know, how how is he supposed to know though that Melo was going to be so terrible in that role? Like you on paper you look at his catch and shoot numbers. You look at all these things. You're like, this should be awesome, and he it was not. he was just bad. Yep. And that, I mean, that is if Melo plays well in his role, he's shooting 40 percent from three. He's still bad on defense, but he's helping the offense be, you know, like the fifth best offense in the NBA. Then like Melo's not unhappy, and this team didn't lose in the first round. Like all these things, like Melo being bad, hurt this team a lot a lot a lot and you know I don't think that Russell was he certainly wasn't perfect this season Paul George wasn't either um, but I think a, you can put blame there's a lot of blame to go around it's not just on Billy sure. and if you could just single out Billy Donovan as like the person to blame then you, I don't know that we really understand the argument and I don't I don't know that getting a different coach is going to change everything in the whole world unless unless you find the next Brad Stevens and like the odds of that are
1: pretty low. Which, by the way, Brad Stevens is a good coach because he takes the players that are on his team and builds a system around that. He doesn't force his players into a certain offensive system. The Celtics play differently every year based on what players they have and who they have on the floor. Yeah. And they adjust. When one of their players gets injured, they change what they do and they change who they go through. And that's why this works, and that's why IT was amazing and that's why Terry Rozier the same thing is happening oh my to gosh, him Terry's so good. is it not the same thing though that's happening with him that with IT Brad Stevens goes and looks at Terry Rozier and says all the positives about him and then says okay do all of these things team this you guys do this and now everyone's working everyone's yeah. clicking Al Horford cuz he can take all the different pieces and and make them work in a different way he doesn't have to fit them all in the same yeah, well, that's what the—I mean—that's the, all the good coaches. Yeah, that's what Pop did and does. So what's then, why do we expect a coach to make rust a coach that can tell Russ to fit within his system? That's not the point.
2: Well, the point goes no, back to what the you were saying. Around the guys, right? Right. Well, and they tried to do that for Melo. Like, hey, this is what you can be good at with this team, and it just was an epic disaster. I'm not sure he'd have been any better on the Celtics.
0: Yeah, but yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I don't I I think that what we got and this is the scariest thing is that we may have gotten the best version of
1: Carmelo Anthony this season. It's scary for him. Scary. Yeah. Dude, but you could watch him and just be like, "Oh, that looks so heavy and sloppy." Like when he would go to the rim, he was good at finishing, but it didn't look good. He's not, ever. He's not in good physical
0: shape. And that's why I think, like, going to a Miami Heat or some team that...
2: Like, Heat would be a great fit for him, actually. Be,
0: and you have to be in shape to play. If you're, un, if you're over a certain body fat percentage, we'll take you can Wayne,
2: Wayne Ellington, you can have
0: Carmelo. <laughs> yeah, thanks. I think that if they buy him out, that could... I mean, I think either wherever LeBron is... Miami or Cleveland or...
1: Do you think the good thing is that some other teams think that Carmelo is still good and we just no. did a bad nobody job. thinks he's good. I, th- I think that there are probably teams who think, I think Carmelo's still good, we just need him on our team in our place. Well, yeah,
0: I think that happens with everybody. Yeah. With all these elite Hall of Fame players, yeah. I mean, how many chances do all these dudes get in the their career? Yeah. You know, Shaq, how many teams did he play for? Where's I don't that, know, like 20? I mean, a lot. And so I think all these guys, when they get to the end of their career, and there's no shame in playing 15 years in the NBA and then getting bad. Like who else in that draft class is still playing? Like David West is like uh, playing a bit role for a team, and he's one of the better players. Yeah, Dwayne Wade, LeBron James, Kirk Heinrich. Can you believe how good <laughs> LeBron James still is? That and that's the and that's the, probably the biggest problem with Melo is that he sees his best friend in the whole wide world. Just killing guys, and he's like, I. Sh- and they're the same age. <clears throat> we're the same. He's yeah. always and he's always been
2: tethered to LeBron's
0: career. Yeah, right? Le- LeBron is the most unfair comparison for everyone in the whole world. Well,
2: yeah, it was, I can't remember who it was that said that. Maybe it's Fred that said like Carmelo keeps comparing himself to LeBron, but he should be comparing himself to the other player in the same draft class, Kendrick Perkins. Yeah, David West. Yeah, David West. David West or is Dwayne, really or Dwayne Wade.
1: It, like, yeah. Dwayne, like Dwayne Wade goes to Miami. He's still Dwayne Wade. He's coming off But the he comes off the bench in Miami, not for a different yeah.
0: team. Well, he's probably like, Dwayne played in college a few more years. I've got a few more years. Right. So That's like, a problem. He can. Right. So, I mean, it's just, he, he had a wonderful career. It's going to end soon.
2: And depending on if, what, if he doesn't change the way he play, it, he could last another five years if he really took a bench role. Bench role bench row be? bench row be. bench row he's, he's, he's not, not going though to. he's yeah. not he said it you're right he ain't sacrificed unless, to know unless bench he wants to do like a world tour of teams that want to tank but want to fill some seats with carmela yeah if that's what he wants you can go play for brooklyn atlanta you can go play for atlanta you can go play for sacramento but he doesn't want that we don't know uh, so all right let's Will move be. on our next question is from at johnny ho three four and uh, this is for Andrew. What's the most surprising thing you learned this year thanks to the press pass? Better be good. Better be about candy. It's amazing.
0: It's just so great. Like, there's nothing not good about it. And I think that pe- the people that have been doing it for a long time don't know how great they have it. Here's, here's how you can break down an evening going to the Thunder game as a, a member of the media. So you get there a couple hours early, and you get to go talk to Billy Donovan, and then like you get to go hang out on the court and watch dudes warm up. You like, get to go watch Alex Sabrina shoot, you get to go watch Jeremy Grant warm up, you get to watch Stephen Adams. You have to go real early to see Russell. I didn't. I've only see, saw him a couple times. We have to be there super early. Ooh, uh, rare!
1: It's
0: pretty rare. You can get there. I mean, everybody can see him every time, but I'm not getting there three hours early. Mm, pretty rare. Um, and so then after that, you get to go eat a free meal that includes dessert, and it's just like like this is just so stupid. And then you get to like hang out. Like I got to hang out with my friends with.
1: Fred, and wait! Royce. We weren't there. Jay, were you there? No. no. Luke wasn't there. I wasn't there.
2: I think Who I are just you hanging out with? <laughs> we're not friends. You have more
1: friends. <laughs> I have a few more friends. Is you this get
2: part to sit. Deal?
0: You get to sit with freaking Barry Trammell at dinner and have the greatest conversations in the world. Like it's just everything about it is so great. And then you get to go watch the game for free, whether you're in Cloud City or sitting in a better seat. Like it's just unbelievable. And then you get to go into the Thunder locker room afterwards. And you get to talk to the players, and you get to Steve, see Steven Adams scrolling, rolling across the the back of where the meteor huddled with a towel on his head, you know, and a towel wrapped around his waist, and he's just giving you weird looks, and it's just hilarious. You Get to go shower with him. You get to, <laughs> it's yeah. it's just an unbelievable experience, and it's showering with them it just makes oh my gosh, it's just great. <laughs> everything everything about it is great, um, and really most everybody in the thunder media are just awesome like every, I, I don't really have any complaints about anybody yeah and so everybody treated me with respect and was really good to me even though i'm just some
1: blog boy blog boy pod boy you're a blog boy I got, blog boy i didn't know blog boy was a thing making fun of blog boys until blog boys took over the name blog boy yeah i got I just know.
2: really confused with those anyways
1: things.
0: I'm just saying, just like, call nerds, guys. Pe- people are super nice. It's way easier. It was just a wonder. <laughs> Everything about it was just a wonderful experience. Also, they also in I didn't take advantage of this, but you can eat. They give pizza to the media after every game too. What? So like it can be in a, an environment where you gain a lot of weight. Yeah,
2: they just want their people what? to be fat and happy. Yeah. Did give- you ever figure out what the pizza place was that they provided from? Oh,
0: dang it, J I
2: just was wondering. Man, you did. You did Pizza remember. Garden. You said it's down on May somewhere. All right. Yeah, May Avenue. May Domino. Avenue. Fazoli's. Sixty third in May. Oh, yeah. Fizzoli's. It's the name of the place that I Some can't remember. Some of the best uh. pizza.
1: They put square square pepperonis in the sauce, like at school cafeteria. Ooh. Ew. All
2: right. That sounds gross. Next is from at yeah. Rye Hendrickson. <laughs> Meet you for the remaining playoff matchups. What outcomes help shape the Thunder's offseason dealings most positively? For example, if LeBron makes files, thus making it harder for him to leave Cleveland for a place like LA, because BG thirteen debacle. Blah 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 blah. What else going on in the playoffs impacts the Thunder? I think LeBron is just the key to everything. Because
0: to me, if LeBron decides he wants to go to the Lakers, which I still don't quite understand that, but if he does, then I think Paul will go. And so that's where I think that's that's the big one to me. Then everybody else, I mean... You know, the the Rockets are going to have an interesting offseason no matter what happens. You know, the Golden State Warriors are going to win the title this year. And so like how does that impact the Thunder? Not a whole lot. Like they're going to bring back their team and they're going to kill everybody again next year. Uh, the Raptors are going to uh, completely crumble at the feet of
1: LeBron James once again this year. Do you know what DeMar DeRozan said last night after post game? Please tell me. He said, "We thrive in adversity." No, you don't. You, when have you ever thrived in adversity before ever? You have crumbled in adversity. How can you say that? How can he, how, there's no way he believes that, right? No, he doesn't. He's just trying it on. <laughs> I can't believe he said, I couldn't believe he said that. Oh, I love that. Can, you lost both home games already, Raptors. <laughs> how did you lose both home games? And you got smoked um, yesterday. Smoked. By the Cavs, maybe the second-worst Cavs team with LeBron? Probably. This is easily the worst team since he's gone back to Cleveland. There's no doubt about that. Yes, And Kevin Love, you— Okay, Raptors, you did a good job on Kevin Love in the first game. He couldn't do anything at center. And then they said, ah, we'll play him at center again, which is kind of confusing. And then he destroys you. Well, it's because you put C.J. Miles on him. I, what are they doing? And they don't. I mean, it's it's a it's a. They're just doing what the Raptors I, do. I love it. That's actually my favorite series because I free, I just love it. Yeah. I just love that people think that numbers are bigger than people's behavior that like a, a human's behavior and how they react in real situations. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like Demar and Kyle Lowry are still Demar and Kyle Lowry. You can change the system, but there's still Demar and Kyle Lowry. You can change all the players around them. You can do whatever you want. You still have the same players and they yeah. still react to the same situations. And you can get, you can get a little better and a little worse and you can have good games and bad games. But overall, those are the same people. Yeah, and we're also seeing whether Thunder were out on Serge Ibaka. Yeah, he has man. He had two points last night. He missed all of his free, all of his field goal attempts. Yeah, he's he's been bad. And if they can't get a good Serge Ibaka,
0: they don't have a chance in this series. They at, don't have a chance at all. But yeah, I think maybe the only other team that I think is a is then they will be a player this off season is Philadelphia, and they'll yeah. ha, they'll have a full max spot. And I don't, I don't know that – you know, they could they could lose to the Celtics very well and
1: not go to the East Finals, which Would – ra- Wouldn't you rather see Philadelphia in the 100%. East 100%. Like, I think the – I don't think, want to see Boston in the East Finals. I think Philly has a chance to beat
0: Cleveland. Yeah. I, I, I think that they do. I don't think – I don't think Boston
1: does. No way. I mean, can
0: you imagine this Boston Celtics team going to the NBA I,
1: Finals? It's ridiculous. Nobody will. I mean, come on, dude. LeBron – lebron would tear them apart that's the thing is like lebron would figure out what the celtics are doing and then be like okay that's any question
2: any question that he is the second best player if not the first best player of all time no question he's got he's top two right i mean he is right there with jordan like without
0: question to me yeah yeah. He's so and it's I mean, it's so hard to say, like, oh, he's
2: better or worse ooh, yeah. than Michael Jordan. Is he any better than Bill Russell? Let's like, take a look at the numbers. numbers. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it I mean, just this is spectacular. He's so good. Watching him play basketball. Yeah. I, I just think what you can
0: do is you can establish a top tier of the best players of all time, and you can put MJ and LeBron there, and you don't have to put anybody else nope. there. Right. Nope. right, right. Nope, nope, nope. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. But I think some someone is gonna go to Philly. I don't know if it'll be LeBron or Paul George. I think that either one of them would help tremendously. Um and they could help especially LeBron mentor Ben Simmons. Can you imagine like LeBron mentoring him into his prime as LeBron kind of ages and like just plays power forward and I mean
2: it'd and be then, am- and it'd then be hands amazing. the
0: keys over to Ben Simmons hands the league over to Ben Simmons and like I mean that's that would be tremendous. I also think, and I've said this multiple times, is that Paul George is a tremendous fit for that team. Yeah. If he plays instead of J.J. Redick, whew.
2: Yeah, I mean, the Sixers are immediately, like, really, really, like really the, good. Like, the we
0: think that, like, the Boston-Philly matchup this year is great. Like, imagine they get Kyrie, Gordon Hayward back, and then Philly adds Paul George, like, you want to see that matchup like this, this matchup is fun, but it's not No, it's like none of it feels like we're, we're watching an eventual champion. Right. Like I think that, you know, golden state's eventually going to get tired yeah. and I think that they're going to hit a fresh team that has put it together and that is rolling.
2: Well, you know, Philadelphia sur- can just defend so freaking. Yeah. It would not
0: surprise me if it was either one of those teams in the next two years
2: that wins a title. So, does Phil, I think the only thing that would give, I don't think Philly would pause, like realistically pause. Like if Paul George is like, hey, I want to come to play in Philly. What do you think? Let's do this. All yeah. right, let's go. Like let's I go. think they just say yes. Okay. But yeah. there is part of it where if you sign this, I mean, Paul George is going to be available for some sort of, now he can't get the max that he get in Oklahoma City, right? Unless it was a. No, he get paid about the same wherever he goes. Okay. So, which is great. Um, Makes you feel great that Thunder. Thunder can better. get like an extra year. Yeah. So if you look at that for the Sixers, the only thing I think is that the Sixers haven't had this situation as a franchise maybe ever where they're having to think, like, okay, well, in four years, we're also going to have to pay Ben Simmons Mm. a full max. We're going to have to play Joe Embiid a full max. We're going to have to re-sign Covington for some – I mean, he's going to get paid a ton. Like, to keep a roster together, like – for the Sixers, do you play the long game more and say like, "Man, we'd rather have the cap flexibility in three or four years to pay," or do you just say, "Hey, we're already where we want to be. Let's go no. all in." You, if you can get a superstar, you do it. Yeah, I know. And I'm then, just, I'm just trying. I mean, to they're play in one of the out. largest
0: markets in the NBA.
2: Yeah. like
1: they've made money. Like they're all in. You, you do it. How quickly is Sam Hinkie going to get hired? Is Sam Hinkie the next GM hired?
2: Man, he should be when there's somebody. a spot.
1: I don't know. I don't know. Oh, it's so funny, man. He should. I, lo- I he, love that Philadelphia. He frankly thing. should already have a job. Yeah, yeah. He probably shouldn't have been fired from Philadelphia. Well, he should. Obviously,
2: he shouldn't have been. No, like that's like who the Knicks or like you look at all these teams that have just been kind of meandering in the no win.
0: Yeah, but it's also you're going to be hard pressed to find an ownership group that's right bottom out just like they did, and it doesn't always guarantee anything. I mean, look at Orlando. Yeah, Orlando has been bottomed out since they tweeted tweeted Dwight Howard. Twated Dwight Howard <laughs> since they traded Dwight Howard, and
1: they're nothing right now. No, and Budenholzer isn't happy there. Isn't that the rumor that he was like Budenholzer's not happy? The but coach Atlanta. for Atlanta, or he was. He's, oh, who were we being. just talking about? Orlando is what I said. Oh, I thought Dwight. I heard Atlanta. My bad.
0: No, yeah. Hoser, They did. Booed. They also traded Dwight Howard. Yeah, that's why I thought it was Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but they were bad when they had Dwight Coach
2: Howard. Bud. Uh, Where he, he's been? I mean, they, they released him to go look for other jobs. If he he's could find going one. to find another job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but
0: yeah, or, or your Phoenix. Like Phoenix hasn't been good. But I think the
2: in, difference in is, is that both of those teams are still trying. Like the Sixers don't, take, don't pay Jared Dudley. And Tyson Chamberlain. I'm not saying that they shouldn't like, do it. Like, they I'm, went all in. Yeah. And these teams have been like, just kind of like, oh, we don't know what we want. They yeah, every Biz year. Changes. like, yeah. $75 million. I mean, like, yeah. If,
0: yeah, I'm just yeah. saying that the illusion that we're trying to win is something that ownership groups and fan bases Actually, want. You're right. Yeah. That's and just the guys, listen, we're going to be terrible. And it's going to be terrible. And I'm going to admit that to you and to everybody else. I mean,. I think that that is a tough pill to swallow for people that are paying millions of dollars a year out of their pocket to make a basketball team run. And so I think that team should do it does it always guarantee that you're going to build a 76ers team? No, it doesn't. Does it guarantee you're going to have a the, the thunder of old with KD, Russ and Harden? No. Like you don't you're not guaranteed those things. Sometimes you get Victor Oladipo and Aaron Gordon and Nick Vucevic, like, oh, great! You know,
2: you just—it's not a guaranteed way to win. It's just not. No, and, um, and you look at the Sixers. The difference is that they—they they took. I mean, it feels like they had ten chances to hit on Ben Simmons. Yeah, they
1: took a ton. I mean, you got well, at New New the Orleans
2: same time. Well, Okafor. Jaleel Okafor,
0: like you, there were some misses there too. Yeah, you know the Sam thun, Bowie. The, right. the Thunder situation is something that may will will probably never happen again. Where you draft three Hall of Famers three years in a row and then you have this ready made team. And that's where and also the allure of the Embiid Simmons. Like you see those things happening, you're like, oh that's what my team should do. And I think that ownership groups say like why why If we could guarantee that, that we
2: would nail both of those guys, right? Like Now yeah. they hope if Markel Foltz turns into something too yeah. like Yeah that
0: too. But you just don't know like you don't from draft class to draft class. You're not guaranteed. There's no. There's not a superstar no. in every draft class. Remember
1: Dante, what they said about Dante Exum. They talked about Dante Exum like they talked about Ben Simmons the next year. Yeah, all they the talked Dante, about Dante Exum was like the next
2: coach. He's just he's like Kobe Bryant. Exum did look really good in game two against yeah. the Rockets, though.
0: And also, you just but like... Yeah, I guess but saying, he's yeah. not like and like you watch Utah. Like Utah got their superstar with like the. the thir- Twelfth pick, pick in the draft. For
2: Trey Lyles.
0: They just traded. remember that. I mean, <laughs> golly. I mean, the Jazz have made their team through trades with Denver. They traded for uh, Rudy Gobert on draft night. Oh, and they my traded gosh. for Donovan Mitchell on draft night. And, you know, we're not ones to talk about bad trades with being Oklahoma City Thunder fans. But still, like, there's not one way to win in the NBA. There's not one way to create a super team. It's not just tanking. It's not just... Having LeBron James, it's not just like there are so many ways to do it, and I think, um, you know, Sam Hinkey should have another job, but not every organization can handle that. Why doesn't he should go to the Kings because the Kings suck, anyways? Mm-hmm. Like, just go, or he should go tear apart the Hornets or something, yes. Like yeah,
2: but Mitch Cup checks there,
1: Jordan, oh, would, and Jordan would kill handle handle that. Mitch mm-hmm. and Jordan could not handle. Oh wait, Mitch is a
2: GM. So we've got there's a lot of questions left, Get and money. We've, we're we're running a little bit long. And Let's so fire through. Them. We're going to try to fire through some of these, and if we miss your question, then uh, sorry. So a lot of the questions are about the future, obviously, of the Thunder. One um, I'm talking about. This is from at jbug underscore. Do you think Russ has to alter his game, and do you think that its bad habits are fixable at this point in his career in terms of off ball movement, cutting ball, watching?
0: I think that Russ doesn't need to adjust his game. Like, if they want to be a true championship contender, Russell has to change.
1: But that's not... Also, this isn't just true for Russ. Players change their game every summer. LeBron has been adjusting his game every single summer. So
2: the real question I think that he's asking is, can Russ do it?
1: I think that they'll have to have some difficult conversations
0: with him. I think that he needs to... And Billy... Or not Billy. Uh, Sam alluded to this the other day is... That he has been a good spot up shooter. Uh, the problem is, he hasn't had that many opportunities.
2: Yeah.
0: He was a better spot up shooter than Melo was this year, but he didn't have as many opportunities, obviously. Um, he's pretty good, and he needs to be able to play off ball more, especially if they're going to keep Paul. Like, there needs to be more off ball movement. I mean, I, you know, I did an article a few years ago with Vantage Sports about the screens between Russell and Curry. And at the time, Curry had set like six hundred and something more screens than Russell did at, in like February, and like they like Russell needs to be able to adapt his game to make the offense better, and he just needs to believe that that that's the right thing because right now I think that he does, and this was Zach Lowe wrote he believes that shooting forty times is the best thing for the team to win, yeah, mm-hmm. and he needs to understand that no, and I think that experience changes things like as an adult experiences change you and they change the way you look at life and losing in the first round two years in a row one where you were expected to the second year where this team I mean he guaranteed a championship twice then you go out in the first round like maybe he will change because of that so he does he needs to adapt he needs to change he needs to be a better defender consistently um, but he's still great. Like I, I hate, I hate Russell Westbrook conversations. And I yeah. hate listening to Russell yeah, Westbrook I, conversations because he is one of the best players in the world, easily. And is he perfect? No, but is he guarantee? Like, he guarantees you a playoff spot just right off the bat. I don't care who else is playing with him. You're going to make the playoffs with him, and he's going to compete every night. He's going to bring it every night, and he is a Hall of Fame player. He's great, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are just like, just, just trade him. Let's capitalize on what we've got now. And, man, like, to get a superstar is a difficult thing. The Charlotte Hornets have not had a superstar. They had Kimba Walker. Kimba Walker's good. He's not a superstar. He's a top 25 player in the NBA. To get a top five or top 10 or top seven or eight or whatever you think he is, I mean, that is a difficult thing to do. It's not as simple as, let's tank and get a draft pick. It's not that simple. And so if you have a superstar, one that is committed to your team, one that loves the community, one that is willing to be here in OKC, you have to keep him. You just have to. Does he need to adapt? Yes. If they want to be a championship contender, and if they they want to keep Paul George, I think Russ is going to have to make some changes and have to voice those to Paul in the offseason then yeah, he's, got, he's got to make changes. But I, I just think that you know all the Rust criticism is it's fair, but it's also too much.
2: For sure. So he also asked this question at jbug underscore. Uh, what do you guys think about Alex Abrana saying he's going to work on ball handling and pick and rolls? It's awesome.
0: Yeah. He can do it, and he's shown some ability to do that. I think that that's, there's going to be some internal development. I can also under. just
2: say this. I am so glad that we didn't trade Terrence Ferguson and Alex Abrinas for Rodney Hood or Alex Abrinas for Rodney Hood. I am now. Rodney yeah. Hood has been <laughs> awful for the Cavs.
0: Uh, I tried to warn you
2: guys about yeah. Rodney. And, uh, I'm, and Abrinas proved that like he's a big piece of this team going he's, forward. And I think yes. Ferguson's going to be a big piece of this team as well. Yeah. Going for
0: and, or Avery Bradley. Everybody's like, well, we got to get oh, Avery Bradley.
2: That would have been horrible.
0: Can you imagine it's if, under they made the playoffs. Him, if they traded for him and
2: he, he can't play? Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Um, so this is a question we're going to get uh, at Nathan Brewer 89 asks, and is Cantor a potential pickup for Oklahoma City? How hard should Presti pursue him? He seems like a legitimate free agent that would actually choose Oklahoma City. So first off, Cantor has to decline his player option, which is 20. I think it's 19 million. And I think. 19 million dollars. And so <laughs> if he does that, then sure.
0: I don't. He is weird. He is so weird about this team. He's I've in love never with heard of a player doing this, like coming back as a fan to watch a playoff game. I have never, ever heard of that. And not, I mean, if he was, I mean, you, you see guys that are retired doing that. You don't see guys that are, what is he? 26 or 27. Yeah. You don't see guys do that. He's 69. Uh, Thanks, Luke. Uh, um, yeah, I don't. Rest in peace, Luke. RIP Luke. I don't, I, I think that there's a good chance that he plays in Oklahoma City again. I'll say that. I don't know if he'd come back for the minimum or if he would come back for like the $6 million a year tax pyramid level, but he
1: would love to be back here. Would it annoy? Do you think it annoyed New York fans, or do you think once the season's over, they don't even give a crap?
2: No, nobody players. in New York is watching basketball anymore. No. <laughs> I agree with I, that. I, don't, I mean, the fact is that Innis Kanter is not shaping your franchise, but he sure would be have, fun to have on the team yeah except for does it a cut down on grant's minutes like then at that point no i don't want it yeah but i think that grant has he could he could, he could play, play within this he can play the four yeah all right two more questions here and we're gonna move on so the last one or second to last one is from at srl nope Enquist. i don't know sir little jenquist <laughs> sure hmm. uh the j is silent Will there ever be a Taylor and Luke only podcast? Is that Andrew's worst nightmare? Hey,
1: I think it's Andrew's worst nightmare. Also, I just don't think it will ever happen because neither of us, neither Luke nor I will ever actually get it going. Yeah, I don't know that you guys would know how to make it happen. We've been talking about doing a brother pod for a long time, which is my brother and I and Luke's brother, Chad, and he. And then we're just going to talk about cool stuff. So, if you guys want to listen to us talk about cool stuff, let us know. Buy him lunch. Let us know and buy us lunch, and we probably won't do it. So, you still got a few minutes or a few seconds? Uh, Can't believe Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, man, the Raptors. Are they going to get swept? Yes. Are they going to get swept after all of this? Are they going to get swept? Oh my God! The Raptors are getting swept. that's
2: a hot take so angry it just feels good it does all right last question is from at o underscore k underscore c and that is which non-thunder player do you enjoy the most watching play and which player do you find the most annoying to watch let's talk playoff edition okay who do you enjoy watching left in the playoffs
0: It's, it's hard not to say LeBron James, I know. Yeah, I know. I
1: mean, it's it's an easy one to go to, but just watching what he did last night, like it was just dude. How many incredible? Tur- how many so fadeaway cool. jumpers over like contested fadeaway jumpers did he hit? Last I think night? I think they said seven. Did
2: you hear Kevin seven? Love? Yeah. Did you hear what Kevin Love said? that lebron told him during shoot around he's like dude i'm gonna hit so many fadeaway jumpers (laughs)
1: it's so disrespectful and it shows you it's so disrespectful and it shows you how much he's like does not care about toronto and what they've changed offensively it's so easy for lebron against
0: them it's so great oh oh man i mean donovan mitchell's another guy like
2: it's hard not to enjoy that. It's kind of fun to watch the jazz now that we're not playing them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So who who annoys you? Is there any question? It's the whole it's the Rockets, Rockets. The, whole the Rockets, Rockets are are a
1: miserable team to watch. You see what Harden did to Joe Ingles the other night? Yes. Like that foul. Yes, he I did. Caught the ball inbounds and then backed into Joe <laughs> Ingles. Not like just stood there and let Joe Ingles run into him. Like really like, backed, backed up yeah. into him. Got the foul called.
2: Well, yeah. There was one play where Rudy Gobert. He actually it was such an unathletic looking play for Gobert. Ariza yeah. fouled him on the shot, but he got harden was guarding him Mm -hmm. gobert got the position and they threw the gobert the ball harden literally pushed off of him and fell to the ground looking for it to be some sort of foul on gobert anyway it was just like what are you doing yeah yeah
0: james harden is great and he is a top five player maybe and he's the mvp of this season and everything else but he is
1: pretty terrible to watch
2: yeah. yeah, it's not fun.
1: Well, and why are, why are you guys playing like that against
2: the J- you Man, guys? The should Rockets just are be so the salty. Up. The, the fans, oh, it's amazing to listen. Oh, to them. They cruel. really are. It's not cool. So I don't know. <clears throat> they annoy me. Nobody yeah. else annoys me. How about you
1: know, this? How about Dray- Draymond against Anthony Davis has been really annoying Draymond's, me. Dray- you know what? Like Draymond didn't have a good season, but he's good. He's so. good. I know he's still he, so so good. I know, but he's so annoying against Anthony Davis. Also, how is he guarding Anthony Davis? He's doing a good job
2: at it's it. Just super, Draymond, man. He's
0: super strong. God,
1: he's, he's just a brilliant.
0: He knows what well He so really is, annoying.
2: and it drives me insane. Yeah,
0: you know that Warriors team plays the right way, and if I was an Oklahoma City fan, I could probably enjoy them. But I can't enjoy them. I know. But like the Rockets are just the exact opposite. Like you look at yeah. their. You look at the way that they play, shooting so many threes, blah blah blah. Like, the Rockets play so different, and they're miserable to watch. But like the Sixers are fun. Boston is is like the Terry Rozier Boston Celtics are super fun. Jason Tatum's so freaking good. Yeah, Um, like every other team. You know, it's fun to watch the Raptors. Just if the Sixers took
2: Tatum, they wouldn't need Paul George. By the way, true.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: that would be cool. (laughs) Yeah. It is. Fu- it is actually fun watching the Raptors just crumble, crumble. and in to- <laughs> mostly in Toronto, it's. Super I know their fun. fans are
2: so great. Oh, There's they're just. Like,
1: I mean, they're just.
2: <sighs> Drake I, and Kendrick per- Perkins are fighting each other. Oh, it's so wonderful. Oh
1: my yes, Drake. I love that man. <laughs> I love that he talks so much crap and he thinks he's so cool. Yeah.
2: Oh, kind of is. No, he's not cool. Oh, okay, Drake so. is not cool. Yeah. Hey, I got one more question for you. Mm, what is it? Are you guys or P? But before we answer, okay. oh. I want to talk about my good friends at Oklahoma Shirt Company. Just this week, we got a gift for somebody at our church, and it needed to be embroidered. A gift? A gift. A oh. gift. I got her a gift. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it needed to be embroidered, and I connected with the people at Oklahoma Shirt Company. They embroidered it for me. In just a couple days. Got me taken care of. Uh, but they'll do that for you, man. Anything that you need or want, they are going to take care of you. Um, hats, stickers, shirts. Hoodies. Shorts, hoodies, socks, whatever you want. They'll screen print it, embroider on it. They'll do whatever you want. No these. minimums, no maximums. They will hook you up. I also do want to say this. They started with the Oklahoma Shirt of the Month Club. Shorts. Now they have a Texas. Now they have a Missouri, if you're in Missouri. Ooh. Shirt of the Month Club, Missouri. Wow. Also in Arkansas and Kansas. Shout out to my sister in Missouri. There it is. So reach out, OklahomaShirtCompany.com, and that they'll connect you to all these incredible places where you can get your Shirt of the Month. So here's the question, guys: Are you miffed or you peeved? Miff, miff, miff,
1: miffed and peeved.
2: Andrew, you miffed or peeved, man?
0: Yeah. So tell me. I was actually on the phone with you the other day after the uh, media day, exit interview press conference. Yeah, and the exact
2: opposite of media day. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the opposite of media day. <laughs> and I was coming home, and I was. Going to, my wife called me and said, hey, this, these people in our neighborhood have some sod that they're going to give to us. Great. I, I need some, I've got to patch some stuff up in my yard. Wonderful, that's so great. I'm driving home and I'm on the phone with Jay and I am I pick up the sod and I, I assume that it's the right sod. I put it in my truck and I drive off and I have to turn around in this cul-de-sac and this dude... And I'm on the phone with you, and this is where I get off the phone with you.
2: Yeah, I gotta go.
0: I said, I gotta go, Jay. Really quick. And here's the continued story. This guy is jumping in front of my truck, yelling at me. Hey! Because
2: you stole a sod? Hey!
0: <laughs> and he comes around, and I roll down my window, and I'm like, hey, what's what's going on, man? He said, what do you have in the back there? I said, uh, it's just some sod. My wife made, talked to somebody, maybe your wife, and said that. I could have the sod, and you know, and he was super mad. And then he was like, "My wife did that." I said, "I guess." Like, I don't know. Like, I'm just talking. Like, you know, I'm just talking. Oh no, there's my speaking of my wife. She's calling right now. Classic. Um, so he's super miffed, but I continue to talk with him, and then eventually convince this guy that that sod is my sod. And he's apologizing to me as I pull away. Nice. I call Amy and then immediately realize it's, it's not, not the rice. Right
2: <laughs>
0: you stole someone's sod? I stole his sod, but then convinced him that it was mine. That's really an incredible move. And then he, he's, he's like apologizing to me. His wife sends my wife a Facebook message saying, I'm so sorry for what happened. Did you take the sod what? back? Yeah, I took it back immediately and when I realized. I'm like so sorry. And I tried to go find him. I couldn't find him to apologize. But then I went and got the correct sod, and it was it was just an, a ridiculous. That's a time. fantastic
2: story, <laughs> Taylor. You miffed and peeve, man. Uh, that's I'm, not really miffed or it's Just awesome and cool. It's a good story. Yeah, yeah. awesome and cool. That's I've a really never lame miffed and peeved. Never convinced somebody that he <laughs> I mean, he was so miffed and peeved. At hey, buddy, this, this is sh- mine. It's like a Jedi mind trick. Like, yeah this is my no sod. it is mine this is my sod <laughs> oh. it was so weird yeah it is your sod mine
0: so weird especially when i realized i was at the wrong address and i was like "It's not the right sod. i'm so oh, sorry that's funny. he in, in fact he said i can help you get more
1: yeah mm-hmm. come back here man i'll actually <laughs> was, rip my yard up for you
0: i was just like what is going on that's, that's what I realized. And i was like
1: i don't know what i just did i'm a little miffed and peeved um for Damar and Kevin Love, man, it's so sad they have to go against each other, you know? doing the, They've become best friends since they came out about being anxious and depressed. And uh, it's sad that they have to battle each wow. other. Why are you doing this? I'm. Just, it's sad. I'm serious. I'm, just, I'm miffed and peeved about it. Thanks for listening to our podcast. <laughs>